0: Are you looking for a short, educational, and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out Mysteries About True Histories by Starglow Media. It's so, so cute.
1: I listened to a few episodes, and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted and the Netflix show Brainchild, so these people know what they're doing.
0: As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers, on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning really cool.
1: The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more, so it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids Won't even realize how much they're learning.
0: So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And
1: the things they go through.
0: Today's topic is um, us as a couple learning something new.
1: And that we're going through.
0: Which is us as parents learning how to potty train our
1: two-year-old. That's right. We were kind of uh, lost, confused. We felt overwhelmed with the with the task of potty training. Which so they've been, you know, people have been potty training for thousands of years. You could say
0: thousands of years. So you'd think we would be able to figure it out, but we couldn't. So we went out and found the best person there is to teach us about potty training, and that is the potty training consultant,
1: Allison Jandu. Let me just give you some stats on Allison. So she's helped over five thousand families. Through her program that has over 5,000 hours of research.
0: Yep. The wildest thing I learned about her is that she was originally a forensic scientist.
1: Yeah. And then she pivoted into potty training when she started having kids. She has a 98% success rate with her program. Yeah. And helped us understand when to start potty training, how long the whole process is going to take, what we need. And so thank you, Allison, for helping us. She also has a program that can help you. It's called potty training One O One, um, where she goes through all the things that we learned so that you can as well and make the process as easy and approachable as possible.
0: And at the end of the day, make your relationship, um, not have to go through the frustrations of, you know,
1: whose relationship you and Drew's or you and my,
0: no, the spouses, the parents, <laughs>
1: We have found it because of our uh, being equipped with the knowledge to be a pleasant experience. now. So anyway, we'll link all that information down below, including the Potty Training 101. Um, And let's roll into this one with Allison Jandu. So ladies and gentlemen, we're just going (laughs) to roll right into this. Let me introduce you to the one, the only Allison Jandu. You may know her as the Potty Training Consultant. Allison has over 5,000 hours of evidence-based research. She's helped over 5,000 families in their potty training process have saved over 5 million diapers and has a 98% (laughs) success rate. So if you have potty training questions, you've come to the right place with Allison. Allison, thanks for joining us. We're pumped to have this conversation and we have a lot of questions ourselves.
2: Yes, obviously. Cool, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm always happy to talk about
0: potty training. <laughs> um, so before we get started too, we also wanna say that Allison has an amazing online course that walks you step-by-step through the whole potty training process, like what products to use, how to do the whole thing. I literally was just asking her a question because we're having regressions with Drew. Um, she just keeps having accidents at school, which also makes me like so sad as a mom. I'm like, do you feel embarrassed? Do you feel nervous? Like, how can I help you? Whatever. Um, yeah. So within this podcast, we're not going to give away all the secrets because we want people to go buy your course. Um, but we want to learn yeah. more about you and your mom life and your life at home and how you kind of got started with all of this.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think potty training consultant isn't necessarily – what I wanted to be when I grew up kind of thing. Like it was something that happened with, uh, with motherhood. I'm a mom of two myself. So my kids are, uh, my son, Evan is eight and my daughter Layla is, um, six. Uh, so obviously I've, I potty trained them. And when I was working on potty training specifically with my daughter, because she had struggled with a lot of, uh, like constipation issues and things like that from the time she was like a, a baby. So, um, My son potty trained pretty easily, but when it came time to potty train Layla, it was, it was a lot more challenging. So I started trying to do like a lot of research and stuff online to figure out the best way to help her because what we had, you know, the, the process that we did with my son just wasn't, it wasn't cutting it with her. And, uh, so I just started to try to dig into it and I was like, where, like, where's the science on this stuff? Like I, I, I wanted to, I was searching for, some kind of support some kind of like evidence-based um you know research facts like a resource that i could go to to get these answers and i just really wasn't finding anything and thinking to myself i know i can't be the only one struggling with potty training i decided from that point that i was going to put all of my spare time into learning as much as I possibly could about potty training, early childhood development, human behavior, psychology, kind of all the important factors that go into shaping the potty training experience. And I just wanted to, I wanted to become that resource for parents and I'm a very science minded kind of person. So I'm not, I'm not just out there saying no do this because this is what I did with my kids. Like I really have dived into the actual science and research and stuff that's been done um, on the different aspects of potty training to find solutions, you know, that will work. And so hopefully that's what parents find when they come to my community.
0: BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you.
1: We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month.
0: That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam.
1: I got to be honest with you. I have not felt like there's been many daunting things in parenting today. Like there are definitely milestones and like, Hey, I put my, I I changed my first diaper and like, it's all new. But for some reason, for me, potty training was like, I was definitely trying to delay that as much as possible because it felt like such a arduous process. I didn't know what to do. And there's all like this psychology behind it too, which is not everyone listening. will have kids that are potty training or be interested in this subject at all. But for those who do, yeah, have kids who maybe are in the body training process or are approaching that age. Um, you'll, you'll understand that like, there's, there's a lot that goes to it. And that's one thing that I was impressed as, as we've been through your course is like the, there's a lot of components and to execute these all well, like from the psychological to like the, the the encouragement and then the actual execution of it and and making it like clearly communicated to the kid and making them feel um, excited about the process themselves. There's just a lot to it. And, and as with everything, as a parent, like you just want to make sure you're doing it thoughtfully. And that's what I appreciate about your course is like you having helped 5,000 people, you have wisdom, that we would never be able to get on our own like (laughs) no
2: yeah it's true and no two potty training journeys look exactly the same either so um so i think it is helpful to have that kind of insight of having seen so many different things like i don't think there's anything that i haven't seen when it comes to potty training you know so i i do try to apply all of that knowledge and experience into um into what I teach parents so that way hopefully it's not a struggle and it can actually be something potentially that you enjoy like that you get to enjoy doing with your child
0: Mm. I'm giggling a little bit because I feel like for the most part potty training our was fairly easy like definitely thanks to Allison yes (laughs) because you came you literally came in the middle of it and I was like oh this all makes sense Um, yeah but for her it was it was not crazy I had my frustrated moments where I was like dude, just, just pee. Just yeah. get on the toilet and pee. We're going to get in the car. I know you're going to, whatever. Right. But besides that, she was very good. I'm giggling at the idea of potty training our son because, and now, granted, I don't expect him to have any control whatsoever at the moment because he's just one. But the, yeah. the other day, literally took his diaper off, was trying to like give him a little bit of free time just because he had like a diaper rash. And dude walked straight to the mini fridge opened the mini fridge and peed in the mini fridge oh my wow
2: goodness.
0: okay like i had just changed his diaper i was like are you kidding me he's just a wild one but that's the yeah. thing you
1: hear stories like going into it where you're like hey i'm potty training my kid and, and they smeared poop all over the wall or like they oh all over the crib and it's like <laughs> i'm actually curious allison what are some of the stories not to put you on the spot but like like yeah. the horror story side of things where you're like wow this did not go as planned
2: yeah, so, I mean, from from more of, like, I guess a uh, you'll laugh at this later kind of standpoint, like, <laughs> um, definitely the, the kind of poop exploration phase oh, with God. some kids can be kind of... That's um, going to be our son. ...shocking to handle at first, so there's definitely a lot of stories I could tell about that as far as kids just, you know... Oh finger painting for a lack of a better explanation um yeah i know super gross um <laughs> but kids are curious you know like they don't necessarily know that they're not supposed to do that and they're like what's this stuff coming out of my body um so yeah that's definitely in that obviously doesn't happen with every single child but um that can definitely be a bit off-putting with the process um i think the kind of the most like extreme or, like, worrisome kind of stories are where kids will just kind of withhold altogether. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they have some kind of, you know, deep-rooted anxiety surrounding using the potty or or not having their diapers anymore, and they just start to kind of, like, hold in all their pee and poop altogether, and... Um, and that can be very stressful, obviously, to deal with because then we have to start worrying about like health related issues and wow. and all of those kinds of things. So there are definitely, um, you know, some some extremes that you encounter during the process. But I think, you know, like what you're talking about between Drew and Jet, like it usually is the opposite between first and second right. kids. So. Right prepare yourself for that <laughs> um, I don't know why that is but it, it just does tend to be that way but hopefully like he starts to see you know big sister doing it and he'll you know pick up on it he might be ready a little bit more quickly because he is getting that exposure through her so uh, it, it definitely sounds like he's comfortable peeing without a diaper so that's uh you know if you want to find the silver lining like there you go uh, in the, in the mini-fridge, obviously, we would have to redirect <laughs> that yeah. somehow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, boys can be a different experience, not necessarily harder or easier, but between first and second kids, for whatever reason, it does tend to be a, a different experience. I was going to say, something that I love about
0: your program and everything that you stand for, too, is, like, the psychological side and the, the like, childhood development side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're finally getting into a generation where people are very like aware of that and they're aware yeah. of how things can affect children when they're grown. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading this book, it was called one, two, three magic about like for lack of a better word, disciplining your kid and how, howing, how to teach the word discipline to them from a young age. And I got really nervous about that book, but when I read it, it was basically this cycle, psycho- like the psychology book for parents right and it was teaching you the childhood development side of kids and how they're incapable of understanding certain things and usually it's the parent who needs to just take a chill pill and what i love about like the psychology side of it is you're truly protecting the child and i feel like for so many people when it comes to potty training and discipline it's like oh just rip the band-aid just do it and there's so many things that can go wrong and that aren't good for the kid I've even felt it personally within potty training. You get so frustrated. Oh yeah. And I'll be sitting, I remember sitting there and Drew was sitting on the potty and she was just like living in her own little world. And I was like, girl, you gotta go potty.
2: (laughs) Right? You just gotta try.
0: And then they get into that um, like rebuttal phase. I Lack of Mm -hmm. a better word. I can't, what's what's the word? Not refusal, but like.
2: Like resistance? Yes.
0: Where they're just like, I don't want to. Yeah. And just because I'm saying she should. And I remember yep. she looked at me one day as she's sitting on the potty. She goes, mom, are you frustrated? And Aww. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I am. I'm not frustrated at you, though. I'm frustrated. right? Right." And it was just so cute. But
2: yeah, it can be a very I mean, it's it's definitely a trying time, you know, because I think a lot of parents feel a lot of pressure to get it done. And, and you probably hear all these stories about like, oh, potty train in three days and like yes. all this stuff. And then you get these kind of like unrealistic expectations of what the experience might be like for you and then you start doing it yourself and it's not that and you're like what am I doing wrong and it's uh it's not necessarily that at all but I think that potty training should be I always say that you know it should be something that you're doing with your child instead of to your child and it's something that if you kind of involve them in the process um You'll, you'll see less of those power struggles. You'll see less of that resistance because it'll be like something that you're doing together, you know, instead of something that is being forced on them. So I think it's helpful also if, if parents kind of get into that mindset before you start the process too.
0: Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant. And now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about it is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with Bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast. In the drop down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one.
1: Let's take a minute to thank our sponsor this week, BetterHelp.
0: With all the holidays coming up, we all know how stressful this time of year can be, whether it's shopping, traveling, or just being overwhelmed by all the moving parts. I feel you.
1: Trust me. Yeah, it definitely can be a lot, especially as a parent. I feel like we all put so much pressure on ourselves to make it perfect for the kids and all the people in our lives that we forget what the holidays are actually about.
0: I agree. And we've both made it a goal to be more present with the kids and try not to let the little things get to us this year, which is why now more than ever, we're leaning in to BetterHelp.
1: That's right. BetterHelp has been so beneficial to our mental health. And we love that there are so many ways to chat with your licensed therapist. I use the chat option... Several times a week.
0: (laughs) Same. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress.
1: So a couple things is sponsored by BetterHelp. And our listeners, that's you, can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash EastFam.
0: That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam.
1: We'll link it down below. Let's get back to it. That's the so, so the wisdom is the one aspect that I think is just really f- fascinating about the information that you provide, and the empathy that you build mm-hmm. is the other thing. So like again, for me it was daunting. It was really like the first couple times that maybe like three times that she went to the bathroom, and then she kind of starts to build an understanding of it. But now it's become like this thing that we. It's exciting. Like mm-hmm. every time Drew will be like, "I got to go potty." And then we all scream. We're like, "Let's go! Let's go!" Let's go. And it's like <laughs> she's excited about it and then, yeah. you know, it's like a fun I will remember this this yeah. phase forever because it's like yep. been a memory now mm-hmm. as opposed to like this I don't know, scary thing. So, it's great.
2: Right. Yeah, no, it it really can be and and that's kind of something that I hope parents see if they take my course too is that it doesn't have to be this, like, dreadful experience that you just have to kind of get through. Like, it can be a kind of cool bonding experience because this is, like, a pretty major, major milestone. This is, like, a skill, obviously, a lifelong skill. And getting to watch them learn that and seeing those gears turn and, like, things starting to click into place, I always found to be, like, such a rewarding feeling um, as a parent and, you know, as a consultant. So it's... um you know it, it can be a positive experience it doesn't have to be something dreadful
1: <laughs> so you alluded to the fact that you didn't think that you would be a potty training consultant what <laughs> what were your plans before you got into this Allison
2: um well I was I worked in a lab um I went to school for forensic science actually so I have a very kind of strong science background and um i was i was just working in a laboratory doing doing the science nerd thing and that was kind of like what i always was drawn to it's like the way that my mind kind of functions i find so um yeah, definitely didn't see it shifting into the potty training realm necessarily, but it's cool being able to apply, um, you know, my like kind of my natural draw to science to what I'm doing now because I do think that it helps kind of clarify things for people. Like I, I like to help people understand the why behind we do certain things when it comes to potty training and instead of just saying, no, do this, I try to explain you know why we're doing it and why it's beneficial to do it that way and why that makes sense um so so yeah so definitely have always been kind of a, a sciency person and I don't know if I didn't become a mom maybe I would still be working in a lab somewhere
0: tying it slightly into the title here of a couple things um did the research and data behind potty training actually help you and your husband navigate the potty training phase
2: yeah, totally. Um, so I found, um, a couple of really cool, um, I find them cool because, <laughs> um, but like really informative kind of, um, research articles that have been done about, um, children who would struggle with poop related issues when it came to potty training. And, uh, and we were able to kind of implement some of those, um, strategies that they talked about or, you know, things to avoid doing kind of, uh, to, to ease the process and it did actually really help really quickly. So, um, so there definitely is merit behind, you know, this science and this research that's being done. And, uh, yeah, we were eventually able, able to get there. And as soon as we made a couple of small changes with what we were doing, um, the rest kind of fell into place really easily. So it worked
1: out. That's the other thing I love about the course, the wisdom, empathy, and then the education again, -hmm. Potty training, it could be such like a, I don't really care. Like just get me through it. But Mm -hmm. I found I found it fascinating. Part of your course that you offer is like this. Hey, there's different ways to do this. We spoke about Mm -hmm. some people never put diapers on their. What is that called? They never put diapers on their kids ever. Yeah,
2: elimination communication. Yeah. So what? Yes, that is. Um, I don't think Sean, I don't think you and I got a chance to talk about that too much. But yeah, so it's like where from birth, it can be as young as birth. I mean, some parents start it later on or whatever, but as an infant, um, parents will not put diapers on their child and instead um, toilet them or potty them um, just by like kind of watching their signals, their cues. Um, Sometimes uh, parents are able to kind of like train their, their child to like release with a certain sound that they make or, or something like that. It's wild. Um, so yeah, so sometimes like some families don't use diapers at all. And it's adapted actually, which it makes a lot of sense if you think about like where this originated from, because it originated from, um, techniques used like over in the far East where, um, Obviously disposable diapers aren't as readily available over there to families. So, you know, they try to get their child eliminating waste in the most hygienic way possible without having access to diapers, and that's kind of what they do there. Um, and it's worked for thousands and thousands of years for them. So it's becoming more and more mainstream over here. Massive um, respect, but in the I don't know. Yeah, it's very time consuming. for sure like it's you have to be very in tune to your child and like with them constantly in order to well and you think like infant
0: pees like every 20 30 minutes yeah yeah Uh, that's what
1: i love that's one of the things (laughs) i love about parenting is like it exposes such style differences between and it's like Mm
2: -hmm.
1: especially with stuff like hygiene and and you know potty yeah some parents can handle the situation and you'd be like wow really that's you're not putting any diapers on the kid ever. I did not know that right. about you. And like, yeah. that tells me <laughs> right. something about you and that's inter- it's just like yeah. not good or bad. There's no right or wrong way, but it right. is, it's like revealing to a certain extent, you know?
0: Um, to go yeah. through a couple of like hard hit, not hard hitting, but like the most common questions, hard
1: hitting potty training questions. Yes. We're putting you on the spot, yeah. Allison. <laughs> um,
0: the but to give people know. a little taste of like what they can expect to see within the course. Sure. When, number one, I feel like is the number one question people would ask her is when would you
2: recommend
0: potty training a kid?
2: Sure. Um, like from an age standpoint. um yes. All, all of the research and stuff that's been done and uh, the guidelines from like the American Academy of Pediatrics all suggest right around the two-year mark as being kind of like the ideal age to at least start introducing the concept of potty training to your child. Um, you know, obviously you can't nail it down to like one specific day or one, one specific month that works and, and that age is going to fluctuate. From child to child, based on, on different things, but um, from an age perspective, um, the best science that we have for, obviously, you know, neurotypical, typically developed children um, is right around that two-year mark is kind of like the sweet spot, a lot of people say. so Wow. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. all the.: Must not take yourself too seriously,
0: and six one since that matters and. What do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: I know. I, do you mind if you ask some of the personal questions, like the regression, like how?
0: Yeah. Um. Like the question I asked you before we even started this was. Uh, re- like regression-wise, our daughter had has done a phenomenal job potty She had very very few accidents, and even if they were accidents, I almost put that more on us at the beginning because sure, I would expect her too soon to learn how to come communicate with me. Um, so okay. I just wasn't checking in enough. But
1: right now, as we speak,
0: right now as we speak, she what
1: she's in a regression. Yeah,
0: she is in a regression where she started <laughs> school and almost every school day. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, she has an accident when they go out on the playground. And so they have to like change and do all these things. And I'm just curious your advice there or wisdom.
1: Can I also just the personal anecdote that just breaks my heart is Drew usually excited for school. And after Mm -hmm. the first day I picked her up and usually she's like chatting about her friends and what happened that day. I'm not saying she's giving a full debrief, but like the first day I picked her up, she was super quiet and like staring out the window and then we got a call from the teacher saying that she had an accident and I was like oh my gosh like she she might have been quiet I don't know because she felt like shame about this and I was like dang my little girl so anyway if you have advice we'd love it
2: sure yeah no I know it can be it can be heartbreaking especially when they have that kind of like maybe disappointed feeling in themselves um and that's really hard hard to watch but I mean, as a as a good thing, at least she obviously clearly knows that, you know, she made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And we all make mistakes, you know, as we're mastering new things. So it's definitely nothing to to fault her for or anything like that. Um you said it's happening every time when she's on the playground mm-hmm. and that is like super common. Like the probably the most common place for accidents to occur is when a child is on the playground, um, or playing outside. And, uh, a lot of times I think it can either be because they're just too caught up in the fun to be able to listen to their body signals and, um, you know, take appropriate action to make sure they make it to the potty in time. Uh, or also it could be maybe, a, a lack of communication between, uh, Maybe between Drew and the teacher, like maybe she doesn't fully know that it's okay to be able to go back inside if she feels the need to have to go to the potty. And maybe she tries to hold it a little too long and she can't hold it anymore. And she just ends up having an accident. That can happen sometimes too. Uh, so my recommendation would be since it's happening at the same time every day to try to just do a little prompt before. Before she goes outside, just be like, okay, before we go outside, we have to sit on the potty first. Have her use the potty and that way, you know, she can hopefully empty her bladder then and she won't have to worry about having accidents while she's out. It'll help kind of renew her confidence in using the potty and in other aspects too. So that would probably be my recommendation there. Um, Probably wouldn't stress over it too much. Uh, Regressions are typically only a concern when you start noticing it happen way more consistently. So like if she was having accidents both at home and at school, if she was having more accidents than she was actually using the potty. Um, So as long as she's still doing pretty good using the potty at other times, I wouldn't be super concerned about it. I think it's probably just something that she's going through right now um, and something that you can probably resolve with just maybe Having, like, a little meeting with Drew and the teacher and you guys and just kind of getting down on Drew's level and being like, look, baby, if you need to, you know, use the potty while you're outside, it's totally fine. You can ask Miss So-and-so and, and she'll and help you use the potty, won't you? And and she can be like, yeah, Drew, of course, I'll help you. And that. maybe that can just kind of, like, help get everything out in the open and make Drew feel a little bit more comfortable about it. Mm-hmm. But also giving her the added boost of, of just say, hey, babes, before we go outside, we're going to have to sit on the potty first. And that will just... Get her back on the right track. I think.
0: When you take a step back; it is kind of the cutest thing ever. Like you're you're dealing with like little humans learning how to use a toilet. It's adorable. Mm-hmm.
1: And then you even are dealing with little toilets too. It's all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true. It's, like-
2: <laughs> it's so <Natural> cute. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. A, it's a growing experience for sure. It is that, totally. That reminded me of all the the, the scripts and tools like calendars or mm-hmm. like even a list of. Of like treats you can have for your kid, you do a yeah. great job at providing all the information, putting it in one place, mm-hmm. so that you. you could focus on the kid and not having to, you know, Google this and then Google that and then pull this from that source. Mm-hmm. So I really yeah. appreciated that about the course. Whereas, like, I really felt you you gave all the resources necessary to set us up for success. So thank you, Allison. Thank
2: you. Nice. Yeah, no problem. I tried to do as much as much of the work as I could for you, so that hopefully. Like you said, you're just able to kind of, you know, implement your strategy and and be able to focus on your child and you don't have to worry about all these other obscure obscure details like you can just have your plan lined up before you start. And I usually find that that tends to just make the process more easy, more easy, and it keeps you keeps you more committed to, I think, if you have a plan in advance because you're like, nope we decided this is it we're gonna do it and it keeps you kind of from like flopping back and forth between are we gonna start now or no yeah. i'll just wait another weekend yeah. um it kind of helps you that was us just, we, yeah well, we also <laughs> we good. probably
1: started later like after that mm-hmm. two-year mark that's recommended because uh like drew was in the mommy and me classes and the teacher was like we don't want you potty training while she's also yeah. like alternating between who's kind of overseeing her and you do talk about like in those scenarios where that's a must, like how to how to keep communication uh coherent across all different groups. But I yeah. do want to talk about naps and nighttime. Mm-hmm. These are all okay. from like we are needing advice right yes. now. So sure. how do we handle that, please?
2: Yeah, definitely. So um I know out of the daunting, you know, process of potty training as a whole the the sleep periods are probably the most daunting because I think a lot of parents don't know exactly how they're supposed to handle that. Like, are we supposed to just keep them in diapers until they start waking up dry on their own? Are we supposed to, you know, take the diapers off altogether? What are we supposed to do? And uh so I usually recommend doing a little bit of kind of like prep first to decide if you're actually going to start the, at least the nighttime portion of the process all at the same time, or if you're going to wait and kind of tackle that later. Because what ends up happening is like a lot of kids as, especially as they're approaching potty training readiness are actually starting to sleep through the night dry. And we just don't realize it because they pee in their nighttime diaper when they first wake up in the morning, which mm-hmm. kind of gives us the false impression that they've been peeing all night long, there's no way that they're ready to sleep without a diaper, and that kind of thing. But in reality, they have held it all night long and they just peed as soon as they woke up, like every human does. Um, so doing a couple of, like, checks in the morning so going into your child's room about 15 minutes or so before they wake up trying to feel their diaper and see how wet it is at that point um, if it's super saturated then you're okay to wait and do the nighttime portion of the process later. Uh, but you might be pleasantly surprised and find that they're dry or mostly dry at that time. And then it's, it's an easier decision to just kind of dive in for consistency's sake and say, we'll just say goodbye to all the diapers. So that way the, the expectations are clear that all pee and poop are going to go in the potty now. And, um, and it just, you know, makes the process tend to go a lot more quickly, efficiently, whatever. Um, for nighttime, or sorry, for nap time specifically, I do recommend getting rid of the diapers for naps from the very beginning, um, just so that, you know, you don't have any diapers during the day at all. And what this does, again, is it sends the clear expectation that, nope, we're using the potty, we're not using a diaper, and it keeps your child from potentially just kind of, like, holding their pee and poop until they get access to the nap time diaper, um, and that can kind of be a hard habit to break. So it helps prevent confusion from them. Like, wait, do they want me to use the potty or do they want me to wait for my diaper? Um, and then it also just, um, you know, kind of kind of streamlines the whole process.
1: Thank you, Sean. Did, did you hear all that, Sean? I have more that? questions.
2: <laughs> wait, we haven't been
0: on separate pages here.
1: No. Okay.
0: Have we?
1: No. Just the nav time. Sometimes it is like. It's definitely easier to just put a diaper on.
2: Oh, for sure. It's definitely easier. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So we didn't do that. We did the potty <laughs> training outside of crib time. Crib time and okay. diaper time. Um sure. and I will say though, usually in nap she wakes up dry, completely dry. Yeah. And then we'll go potty. Um, I she's woken up a few times in the morning dry, but I, I do think she does tend to like go potty as soon as she wakes up. Yeah. But the question that I have is, she is still a crib sleeper. She still sleeps in the crib, loves her crib. And is it okay to pull the diaper when you don't have a bed that she has access to a potty in?
2: That's a great question. And I think a lot of parents are confused about that. Like, because a lot of the sleep guidelines are like, keep them in the crib until they're at least three years old. And that, conflicts obviously with our readiness age for potty training of two years old. So Mm. do we have to wait to start potty training until they're three and they're out Mm -hmm. of their crib? Like what do we do? Um, but Actually not much changes if they're in the crib versus sleeping in their own bed uh, I recommend having like a little kind of potty station in their room where you can just keep like a little floor potty Like on top of a towel with some, you know Clean clothes and some toilet paper so that if they have to go potty in the night You can just easily kind of lift them out of their cribs set them on the potty and then put them right back to bed very quickly Um most of the time, I find that even if kids are older and they're sleeping in like toddler beds or their own beds anyway, they're still going to call for your help um, regardless. So they're not going to necessarily. It's very rare that they'll get out of bed by themselves, go use the potty, and then put themselves back to bed. So your level of involvement isn't going to change that much. First, you know, between crib versus bed, um, but I definitely would recommend having like a monitor or something in their room so that way, if you know, you can listen for those first signs of them like stirring or kind of whining in their sleep that they might have to pee. And then you can kind of go in quickly and get them because obviously lifting them out of the crib is going to take a little bit more time than just kind of scooping them out of their bed. So
1: can I ask, um, so like the the two year mark is the is the average or standard, but what would be some special extraordinary cases for like a lot of these rules or timelines not applying for? And then I want to ask you, like, who is your information, like, generally applicable to after we conquer who it's not for?
2: Yeah, sure. So, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of just complying with the age aspect of things. I think there's a lot of other factors that come into play that are more important when it comes to deciding when is the right time to start potty training. Um, The age thing is obviously a good guideline. um, But... You know, there are certain signs of readiness that we want to look for in your child before actually starting the process. We need, you know, certain signs of physiological readiness, biological readiness, um, emotional readiness, social readiness. So there's a lot of things that, you know, might need to be in place that you don't necessarily see with your new two year old yet that would, you know, that would kind of guide you to wait a little longer before starting potty training. Also, you know, if you have other events happening in your life that would make starting potty training even more stressful than it needs to be you know like if you're having a new baby around the same time your child's turning two or if you're moving to a new house or if your child's just starting school for the first time uh obviously we don't want to throw too many changes on a two-year-old all at one time so in some of those cases too it also makes more sense to just kind of wait um so i don't want parents to hear that two-year age window and be like oh my gosh We totally missed the mark like our child's two and a half our child's three our child's three and a half We haven't started yet. We've totally screwed up And uh, and that's not the case at all. So a lot of times it just has to be like a family decision and what feels right um, as the family, because a lot of it is also about the parents readiness, too. Um, And I think that's something that we kind of downplay. (laughs) Um, You always hear about signs of readiness for the child, but you have to be ready, too, because you're doing most of the work, in all honesty, like you have to be prepared as your child's teacher and coach to help them learn this skill and uh, and if that, you know, isn't all happening right around the same time, then it's it's going to be that much more difficult. So in some cases, it does just make more sense to start either earlier or later, whatever fits well into your family's timeline. And the course applies to anybody. It doesn't necessarily have to be Um, you know, somebody that's a parent of a new two-year-old, it can work for a parent with an 18 month old that wants to start learning how to potty train. It can work with a parent who has a four and a half year old who is struggling to use the potty. So there's a lot of, um, my strategies and techniques and, um, and approaches to the process can be applied across all age groups and all different personality types too.
1: That's great. Um, so your course is about thirty-five dollars, and there's a there's a another bu- like bundle that you can get that has all the educational and background information as well, and uh, it has literally scripts that you could talk to your kid with verbatim, so that you're encouraging and and keeping them on the right track. It has an equipment list that you'll need, like the little training potties. A list Which of
0: changed the game for us.
1: Hugely. We found yes. the right one that Drew loved.
0: Yes, the little pink one that like folds. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I
2: love that one. Drew, all the that's
0: her you know? favorite one.
2: It's so cool because it gives, it gives her a little bit of independence to like be yes. able to do it herself. So, oh, she's
0: in the that. phase now where she doesn't let us come in the bathroom.
1: She closes the door the oh, whole okay. thing. It's like <laughs> yes, oh, she,
0: she says she that. needs her space. <laughs> you oh, my ta- Anyway, She's too
1: much. Yeah. And then it has like calendars and sticker charts and the whole thing. So if you are listening and have a kid who's approaching the age of two-ish or uh, or, or not that age, but you're in the potty training process. Or uh, if
0: you're a new mom or like anything. Yeah. I would just, people try to buy like potty training books that you would spend 30 bucks on. I would buy this.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll link information on that down below. Potty Training 101. Thank you, Allison. And you also, speaking of books, have written three yourself is that right
2: i have yes i have two children's books and one parent guide um super proud of those uh, especially my my newest book because um pooping on the potty is is one of the biggest challenges that parents encounter during the potty training process and there just aren't there's not a ton of like Children's literature out there kind of addressing that and uh, so I decided to write my own book about it and I've always loved writing So being able to have my own books has been like a dream come true. It's been so cool
1: Wow, they're they're illustrated and everything. I love that. Yeah, uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's actually how we first connected was she Mm said You were so kind to send us a book. Thank you. Yeah,
2: that's right. Yep. I did
1: What is your favorite thing about what you do?
2: oh gosh my favorite thing is getting text messages from parents who had been previously struggling with potty training and they're like oh my god she pooped in the potty or like just being able to like celebrate those small wins i think that as parents we never expected to struggle with (laughs) and then we realized like oh my gosh this is really hard um and then they reach out to me and I don't know. I really like to develop like a, a relationship, a friendship with um, the, the families that I help and and just being there to kind of cheerlead them through the process and to get to share in those small wins that you're not necessarily going to call up like, you know, your local mom group and be like, my kid pooped in the potty today. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, so, you know, it's kind of like that little personal connection. And um, just being able to help so many people has been it's such a fulfilling experience, I think, way more than any other career path I could have chosen. So it's it's been awesome,
1: dude. She's been featured on like Good Morning America, Moms dot com, like all the you're like big time, Allison. So we're thank grateful. You, thank thank you, you for for joining <laughs> us on the show and yes, uh, talking to us about this subject. Thank you for helping us yeah. body train our <laughs> yes. oldest and eventually <laughs> our second. And then I also just appreciate your uh, encouraging approach. Like I feel like there are some hard line, mm-hmm. like, you know, just get it done. And I just, I, I love your perspective on this issue. And um, anyway, thank you for sharing it with us.
2: No, thank you guys. It's been a pleasure.
1: Awesome. And again, we will link information on the course down below for those listening that want to learn more. Um, and also Allison put out some awesome social content. So we'll link information to our Instagram, etc., in the description, but uh, that's all we got. Allison, thank you so much. It's, it was a pleasure. We'll be in touch.